and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today we are in the last chapter and the last section, chapter 10, section 8, The Meaning of Surrender, The Power to Choose. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Gilda Simone. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. I'm just kind of excited here about this being the last section and if you are interested in joining us for this book study we would love to speak with you so you can either call us at 800-711-4346 that's 800-711-4346 or you could send an email to barbara at wainwrightglobal.com the power to choose What about all those people who, it seems, actually want to suffer? I have a friend whose partner is physically abusive towards her, and her previous relationship was of a similar kind. Why does she choose such men, and why is she refusing to get out of that situation now? Why do so many people actually choose pain? I know that the word choose is a favorite New Age term, but it isn't entirely accurate in this context. It's misleading to say that somebody chose a dysfunctional relationship or any other negative situation in his or her life. Choice implies consciousness, a high degree of consciousness. Without it, you have no choice. Choice begins the moment you disidentify from the mind and its conditioned patterns, the moment you become present. Until you reach that point, you are unconscious, spiritually speaking. This means that you are compelled to think, feel, and act in certain ways, according to the conditioning of your mind. That is why Jesus said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is not related to intelligence in the conventional sense of the word. I've met many highly intelligent and educated people who are also completely unconscious which is to say completely identified with their mind. In fact, if mental development and increased knowledge are not counterbalanced by a corresponding growth in consciousness, the potential for unhappiness and disaster is very great. Your friend is stuck in a relationship with an abusive partner and not for the first time. Why? No choice. The mind conditioned as it is by the past, always seeks to recreate what it knows and is familiar with. Even if it is painful, at least it is familiar. The mind always adheres to the known. The unknown is dangerous because it has no control over it. That's why the mind dislikes and ignores the present moment. Present moment awareness creates a gap not only in the stream of mind, but also in the past-future continuum. Nothing truly new and creative can come into this world except through that gap, that clear space of infinite possibility. I love that. So what he's saying here is we have a creative, conscious mind. When we're present and aware, we can create with our creative, conscious mind and when we are asleep, if you will, or working out of our program or our pre-existing conditioned mind, then we're not going to create anything new because it's already programmed. It's already 
kind of a pattern of a way of being that we aren't going to break out of unless we access the present moment, the now with our creative conscious mind. Nice. So your friend being identified with her mind may be recreating a pattern learned in the past in which intimacy and abuse are inseparably linked. Alternatively, she may be acting out a mind pattern learned in early childhood, according to which she is unworthy and deserves to be punished. It is possible, too, that she lives a large part of her life through the pain body, which always seeks more pain on which to feed. Her partner has his own unconscious patterns, which complement hers. Of course, her situation is self-created, but who or what is the self that is doing the creating? A mental-emotional pattern from the past. No more. Why make a self out of it? If you tell her that she has chosen her condition or situation, you are reinforcing her state of mind identification. But is her mind pattern who she is? Is it herself? Is it or is her true identity derived from the past? Show your friend how to be the observing presence behind her thoughts and her emotions. Tell her about the pain body and how to free herself from it. Teach her the art of inner body awareness. Demonstrate to her the meaning of presence. As soon as she is able to access the power of now and thereby break through her conditioned past, she will have a choice. Nobody chooses dysfunction, conflict, pain. Nobody chooses insanity. They happen because there is not enough presence in you to dissolve the past. Not enough light to dispel the darkness. You are not fully here. You have not quite woken up yet. In the meantime, the conditioned mind is running your life. This is intense because I know people that have been in unhealthy relationships. I'll just say myself. <laughs> I've been, I, and I did recreate exactly as he says right here. So your friend being identified with your mind may be recreating a pattern learned in the past. <laughs> and I did that. I was married, had two children and got divorced. I waited 11 years between my next marriage and I got married, had two children and got divorced. So I definitely had a pattern in there that didn't serve me. And it took a lot of inner body awareness to realize what was happening, number one. And then to change it took a lot more consciousness and being present in the moment to change the pattern. Similarly, if you are one of the many people who have an issue with their parents, if you still harbor resentment about something they did or did not do, then you still believe that they had a choice, that they could have acted differently. It always looks as if people had a choice, but that is an illusion. As long as your mind with its conditioned patterns runs your life, as long as you are your mind, what choice do you have? None. You are not even there. The mind-identified state is severely dysfunctional. It is a form of insanity. Almost everyone is suffering from this illness in varying degrees. The moment you realize this, there can be no more resentment. 
How can you resent someone's illness? The only appropriate response is compassion. So that means nobody is responsible for what they do? I don't like that idea. If you are run by your mind, although you have no choice, you will still suffer the consequences of your unconsciousness, and you will create further suffering. You will bear the burden of fear, conflict, problems, and pain. The suffering thus created will eventually force you out of your unconscious state. What you say about choice also applies to forgiveness, I suppose. You need to be fully conscious and surrender before you can forgive. Eckert says, forgiveness is a term that has been in use for 2,000 years, but most people have a very limited view of what it means. You cannot truly forgive yourself or others as long as you derive your sense of self from the past. Only through accessing the power of now, which is your own power, can there be true forgiveness. This renders the past powerless, and you realize deeply that nothing you ever did or that was ever done to you could touch even in the slightest the radiant essence of who you are. The whole concept of forgiveness then becomes unnecessary. And how do I get to that point of realization? When you surrender to what is, and so become fully present, the past ceases to have any power. You do not need it anymore. Presence is the key. The now is the key. How will I know when I have surrendered? When you no longer need to ask that question. (laughs) Wow. Um, Another really great section of this powerful book. I hope you've enjoyed these sections and the way we broke it down and um, just do a little bit at a time. There's a lot of information to absorb in this book and taking it in little bites is seems to me to be the best way to consume the whole book. <laughs> if you have enjoyed this re- uh, podcast of The Power of Now and you would like to join us to further discuss The Power of Now in the book, please reach out to 800-711-4346. Or if you are outside of the United States, that's 01-949-281-6737. And if you'd like to email, it's barbara at wainwrightglobal.com. We look forward to staying connected with you. And we will be most likely continuing this podcast on the power of now. I am just not sure at this moment what format that's going to take. So it's been wonderful. I'm super glad that you've joined us. We have at this point had so many downloads of the recordings. It's been wonderful. In fact, we'll just document that right here. As of today, we've had 216,000 downloads of this Power of Now podcast. So it's been well received, it seems, by quite a few people. Again, if you'd like to join us, In our ongoing sessions, the number is 800-711-4346 or send an email to barbara at wainwrightglobal.com. And we look forward to staying in touch. Yes, thank you for listening. Yes, we appreciate that you have listened to our podcast. And we will see you next week. Although we don't know what format it's going to turn out to be in, we look forward to it. (laughs) 
All right, bye now, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation and perhaps even earn a credential as a certified spiritual coach, we encourage you to go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com, and check out our courses, or give us a call at 800-711-4346.